Kaboom. And don't forget our serial killer names tonight. Welcome once again to another exciting edition of Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast. I am one of your hosts, Josh. And I am Kente, the other host. Man, this week has been long. It's been interesting. But you know what? It hasn't been too bad. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Real quick. I just want to remind people, this is a live show. So live means that it's happening right now. Except As for we, my portion. Right. Mine was pre-recorded. <laughs> right, I'm doing it. I'm I'm doing the show with a person from the That's past. why whenever I talk, it's going to be randomly, and it might not seem like a textual part of the show. <laughs> uh, okay, there's a live show, and if you want to call in on the show... Go ahead, Kente. Is Harry <laughs> Code three four seven three two six nine five four one? Once again, that's three four seven three two six nine five four one. Call in, press one, so you can be a part of the queue and ask your questions. Let your voice be heard. That's a mouthful. That's what she said. <laughs> Twice in one show. <laughs> So, I guess we should start with a little Dexter news, and little is the operative term, because it's very little, but it's major. So, we won't start with the major one first, we'll make you wait just a little bit for that one. Um, But, uh, um, I guess we kind of talked about this one thing before, that uh, Jeff Lindsay's um, Dexter's Final Cut, that's another a new book will be coming out in September. Uh it's the seventh Dexter novel. And it's set to be re- released early September. 
Uh, is this going to be uh, D- Jeff Lindsay's final book? Not sure. But I doubt uh, it. yeah, if, if I'm him, I continue. I continue to uh, to keep making these books. I mean, shit, why not? Right? Yeah, I mean, um, that would that would be a selling point for you know if I were him, I'd be like, um, just remember when it comes time for this fall, after Dexter finishes its run on Showtime, this will be the only place to get original Dexter stories. Yeah, you you know what? That's pretty evil, but pretty cool. <laughs> That's a great idea. Just like Dexter. <laughs> All right, so. Okay, so here's the big news. It is confirmed. Now, some of these now this is a casting the casting news. Some people may consider casting news spoiler. So what we'll do is we will we will give you um we'll give you like 10 seconds on a countdown and then we're going to talk about it for probably 3 minutes. And then you can come back in if you don't want to hear it. You can go la 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 if you don't want to hear it. But it's just casting news, but it's pretty significant. So, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Here's the casting news that uh, Julia Stiles, who played Lumen in the fifth season, I believe, right? Fifth season. I've never seen the show. <laughs> Who played Julia Stiles? You may know her from Save the Last Dance. Uh, yeah, that's what everybody knows Julia Stiles from. <laughs> you might know her from uh, uh, the Born Identity series or the. Nope, Born try again. <laughs> you may know her from Marcus Hall's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I personally know her from the fifty times I saw Ten Things I Hate About You. <laughs> oh, okay. That that's where you guys know her from. But yeah, she, she start, co-starred with the uh, Academy Award winner Heath Ledger. What's he up to now? Um, about five feet under. <laughs> five feet, uh, right? Getting forward the last feet. <laughs> How about this for a little trivia? Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, both of them were in Ten Things I Hate About You, and both of them were in ba- uh, Nolan's uh, Batman Universe. I thought you were about to say both of them were dead. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Sandy. Oh, you didn't hear about the accident at South by Southwest, did you? Oh shit. Nope. Didn't hear about it. Okay, so Julia Siles, who plays Lumen, who played Lumen on the fifth season of Dexter, which we haven't got that far yet, she will be making her triumphant return as a recurring character. It says in the in the uh, eighth and final season of Dexter, which only makes sense. And I guess we'll get into that when we get to the to that season. Uh, why it makes a lot of sense why she would be coming back. Um, I don't know if we should talk about why she isn't on the show right now, but it's, it's a personal issue uh, that happened between um, the star you think, and... You think she would have been a uh, recurring character if none of that happened? Uh, I think it... Let's just say if there was anything... I think the one of the reasons why she was suddenly taken off the show. I'm trying. We're trying to dance around it, and you can Google Julia Stiles, Michael C. Hogg, uh controversy, and it'll tell you what happened between the two of them. Uh, you know, we're trying not to get into that because you know. Um, well, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we have not heard any tweets from Jennifer Carpenter from set going, I can't believe that stupid bitch is here. So also, <laughs> they don't have many if any scenes together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You know, because she tweets about everything, and she sounds like Deb when she tweets. Man, I want to I, – because they haven't shot those episodes yet. I want to see. Oh my God! I want to see her tweets. I'm a. You know what? I'm gonna um, subscribe, follow her on um, Twitter to see what she says about uh, Julia Stiles being back on the set. Okay. How about this? Everybody, start following Jennifer Carpenter on Twitter, and then let her know that we're here. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, let them know. She's probably, it's so funny. She was like, you know, I would have done your little crappy show, but I heard I heard your little stuff about Jennifer Styles. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, truth, truth be told, mm-hmm. both of them, uh, from what I understand, are totally awesome and professional, and they'll probably be awesome together. Well, you know what, Jennifer, if you want to make him jealous... I will definitely give my uh, services over to you if you want to make Michael jealous uh, in any kind of way, you know, to pay him back. You know, I'm just saying. Kente, you're kind of interrupting my ass-kissing to get to the cast members on the show. (laughs) Totally professional, that Jennifer Carpenter. I swear, nobody better. Hey, I'm kissing her ass in a different way. You, you want to like kiss it and lick it and you know like lick your finger and be like eh, 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 put it right up that ass. What is that? Did I cross a line? I didn't say that, but I mean if I got to do it, whatever for the show, right? Plus, I hear that uh, it's only when women are really nice to each other that you know that there's a problem. Oh, so you're saying women are not nice to each other inherently? No, well, I'm saying that if there's an issue, women will be like, hey, you look great today. But if they're like best friends, it'll be like, what's up, bitch? (laughs) Oh, man, does that count for uh, grandma? Yeah. (laughs) My my grandmother still hates the Japanese, so um, maybe it's not... You know, one of those love-hate things. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think about um, Lumen being back on the show? I mean, I loved her character. I loved the the Dexter thing. I, I don't want to talk about it too much because we, we're going to talk about it when we get to the fifth season. But yeah, and that'll mean about at this rate six years. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I promise we will get through the second. Uh, I'm sorry. The um, the uh, fourth season a lot. No, probably no. <laughs> probably not. The fourth season is even better than the third. So right. No, it's probably going to be a, a double time. We we'll probably have, have psychologists guest stars and you know be like, well, what do you think of Trinity and how blah blah blah. We might have to do two a days <laughs> <laughs> to get through the season in a month's time. This episode is now seven hours long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, but you'd be excited to see her again, right? Yeah, it makes perfect sense for her to be there because it was, um, 
one of the few, and this, I'm going to say this without being spoilery, and I tip my hat off to myself for this. Um, one of the few uh, people that were on the show that left kind of open-ended. And also, too, if Jennifer Styles want to make anybody jealous, I am loaning my services to you, Jennifer. I'm just saying. You just want to bang Julia Styles. Hey, I'm trying to be fair to both of these ladies. Yes, but you must remember that the first step into um, banging Julia Styles is to remember her name is Julia. Oh, yeah. What do you think I'm going to call her? Miss, Miss Styles? Well, you know, well, you've been calling her Jennifer, can't they? What did Jennifer, I say? You said Jennifer Styles. Did I say that? Because <laughs> I'm thinking Jennifer Carpenter. You know what? Hey, both of the, you know what, ladies, both of you guys, I will donate my my styles <laughs> to both of you. <laughs> there you go. I am donating my service. So you're trying to arrange a Dexter three way. Yeah, yeah. That could be a spinoff show. Dexter Three Way. Yeah, <laughs> it won't make any sense, but I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. These are the amount of fucks you give. None. <laughs> Pretty much. And that was your Dexter news for this week. <laughs> now, um, before we get into breaking down the final three episodes of season three. I hope everybody has something to eat. We're going to be here a while. Um, we sent out a challenge to our audience, yes? Mm-hmm. And that challenge was to what, Kinte? It was to come up with uh, our serial killer names for me and uh, Josh. Well, I'm ready. What What, what, did, they, what did they call us? Um... We got only one name back. <laughs> so, and uh, let me see. What what was that? Last time I saw that. Uh, it was... I had it up, too, by the way. It was... Oh, it was... Um, Josh Proctor or Max Chitty. Hmm. So, if you have a serial killer nickname for us, uh, just call in and we'll drop whatever we're doing to hear it. What's that number again, Kente? <laughs> All right, the number is 347-326-9541. Once again, that's 347-326-9541. And don't forget to press 1. All right. So, um, with that being said, it's time to go your own way. Go your own way. Okay. So Go Your Own Way is episode 10 of the third season, number 34 overall. Um, it's directed by John Dahl and written by Tim Schlatman, and it premiered November 30th, 2008. All right. So Go Your Own Way opens up with Dexter and Miguel and their significant others at dinner. Dexter is continuing to put the friendship front with Miguel who offers to cater 
Dexter and Rita's reception for the uh, as a wedding present. Isn't that terrible? Dexter's like, what? We can't. No, no, we can't. Because in his mind, he's like, we really can't. Because even as a serial killer, he has, uh, what would you call it, standards, morals? Well, um, I think he's thinking, if I, if I have to kill you before, you know, I'm going to be out of uh, <laughs> catering. If I had to kill you before my wedding. So... Uh, they have that conversation at dinner, you know. And they, you know, they play nicey nicey. Miguel's very good at it, by the way. He he knows what's up. He knows that you know Dexter's not happy. But Miguel's like, "Come on, no, I insist, man. I insist. I'm your best man. It's the least I could do, you know, that kind of thing." Mm-hmm. So dinner ends, and you know. Dexter and Rita, they're driving home, and Dexter's bitching about Miguel. You know, like friends kind of bitch about each other every now and then. But, you know, he says something like, well, he's not the man I thought he was. Uh And Rita's like, so he is cheating on Phil (laughs) with La Cuerta. (laughs) It's like, Dexter, it's almost like you can see him go, I don't know how she's connecting these dots, but I'm not going to stop her. <laughs> he's like, you remember in Willy Wonka? He's like, no, don't, please, don't. That that's like, that's that's kind of like how Dexter was. Not not that transparent, but he's like, no, I didn't know. And she's like, yeah, I knew it because I'm awesome. He's a son of a bitch. You know, like women often do. <laughs> So uh, now, you know, Rita, she's in her own head like, do I tell? Do I don't tell? You know, it's not actually something in the show, but you know that's what's in her head. Right. But that's when uh, we find out what's going on with Deb and Anton. Yes, Deb and Anton, they're babysitting Rita's kids. Isn't that a great combination? (laughs) (laughs) They're recently just been skinned. Anton still has the the marks to prove it. Okay. Yeah, the musician that likes to get high and uh, uh, become the victim of a guy that likes to skin people and teaming up with, you know, the foul mouth detective. <laughs> My goodness, that is a babysitting championship right there. You know what? Uh, I know you have kids. Uh, do you want Anton and uh, Deb to... Watch the kids? Let's see. You, you mean if I were Dexter or Deb? Yeah. Or Dexter or Rita? Mm-hmm. And I knew them? <laughs> I would be like, um, you know, it might not be such a great idea. <laughs> Nothing against them, because I think uh, despite their eccentricities, as I said, Deb likes to cuss a lot, and Anton, you know, Likes to be a Skinner victim. Um, Just knowing what they've both been through recently and knowing that uh, it's probably not going to get any better anytime soon since this person is still on the loose. Um, 
Yeah, I don't I don't want people being hunted by a guy that skins people watching my children. <laughs> Who's still on the loose, by the way? Yeah. At this point. It's like, um, hmm. You're kind of messed up in the head. You probably don't need to deal with stress right now because, you know, the guy that tried to kill you is still hunting you. So, um, you want to come watch the kids for a while? <laughs> anyway, I digress. Another tangent. <laughs> so, um, so we have, um, uh, LaGuardia, uh, tells people that at the office that she saw Ellen Wolf, who's dead, um, that, uh, there was a guy, a bartender, that was, uh, that, you know, that we saw Wolf, uh, flirting with. And yeah. he, he becomes like a, a suspect. His name is, uh, Toby Edwards. He becomes a suspect in the murder. And, uh, it, it, it appears that Edwards called, uh, Ellen's house three times that night, including twice right outside of her apartment. So since Edwards so Toby Edwards did it? Uh no, we know who did it, but uh that's who they think may have done it. So um so uh since Edwards might have been uh, seeing Prado that night, Dexter thinks that he might be able to use this as leverage uh against uh Miguel. Or so um what do you think about that? I could take it or leave it. <laughs> okay, seriously, I thought that was um, one of those things that just didn't see coming because it was never talked about up until right then. Uh-huh. And Dexter, being the guy that he is, is like, I could use this to my advantage. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it's, it's well, we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. See, whenever you ask me how I feel about that, I'm like, well, this is what's happening, and this is what's going to, oh, I can't talk about that yet. <laughs> you got to figure out, you got to master the way of talking about something. You totally know how it's going to end, but you got to talk about it as if you have, you don't really know, but we all okay. know, you know. Let me give it a shot. Uh-huh. Vince is organizing Dexter's bachelor party. <laughs> hmm, how's that going to work out? There's going to be a whole bunch of... See, you made me do it again. <laughs> uh, well, um, I know it just says, you know, it's like Vince is organizing Dexter's bachelor party. But truth be told, Vince is freaking out over this. He's like, you don't understand. When uh, Vince, you know, when Masuka throws a bachelor party, it is one for the ages. So he's trying to, like, make the biggest, you know, send-off for a bachelor ever. Mm-hmm. And he gets help. He should have had some victims lined up. He would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. So, Quinn, uh, I guess you could say he returns the favor, right? Mm-hmm. He warns Deborah that her relationship with Anton uh, 
might hurt her mm-hmm. when she's trying to make detective. And Inhale gets an urgent phone call. Do you remember that? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Um Gianna, who was the uh undercover police officer who who could have busted him but she decided to let him go, got roughed up by a potential John when she was doing her uh stakeout. So, uh, you know, I guess we can just flash ahead to that part, and then we'll we'll double back. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to leave um, the Batista fans waiting. (laughs) So, uh, though, uh, taking the worst of it, Gianna put a few scratches on the guy's face with one of uh, her keys. So Angel gives uh, Gianna's... On hell. Uh, gives uh, Gianna's uh, keychain to one of the vice cops working with her, but pockets the likely weapon, um, excuse me, the weapon key and uh, gives it to Dexter with instructions to get him the DNA evidence on the down low. Isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. Angel is, he's livid. That's not even the right word for it. He's pissed. He is just over the edge because of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dexter's like, uh, huh? Which which leads to this question. Mm-hmm. Why is he always going to Dexter? <laughs> and, and I'm not talking just professional, just lab work. I mean, like, he's like, Dexter, I'm having a problem, man. And Dexter's like, why does he keep coming to me? Am I all warm and fuzzy? Do I seem like someone that's easy to talk to? Because I swear, I've been trying not to be. I don't know. He's like, from the beginning, he's always just like, that's his buddy, and we're close. And he's never acted close or buddy-buddy with him at all. But that, they, they, Dexter, I think, has a genuine liking of Batista. Mm-hmm. It... Like if um, in this season how Miguel and Dexter are, you know, buddies, mm-hmm. I think that's the relationship Dexter and Batista could have had really easy. You know, to hang out and uh, Dexter wouldn't have to worry about his friend being a serial killer either. Yeah, I would hope that they wouldn't hang out this in the same way. <laughs> All right, so uh, the flash forward a little bit more. Dexter gives uh, Angel the, the, the file with the name of the man who uh, attacked Gianna, strongly cautioning him in general terms about the dangers of going overboard in vengeance situations, which is pretty fucking funny because, you know, it's Dexter and look what he does, right? So Yeah, so that, that that's, proves my point entirely. Dexter cares enough about this guy. To be like, look, once once you cross over, it's very hard to get back, and most people don't, that kind of thing. So if you're going to do this, you make damn sure that you want to do this, because nothing will ever be the same. Mm-hmm. But back to more warm and fuzzy stuff. Well, you know, let's just tie this part off. All uh, together? Okay. Yeah, at the end, uh, you know... Um, 
at the end of this part of the show that uh, Dexter walks down to the office and you see Angel bringing back Gianna's t- attacker. So he didn't do the Dexter route on him. So, which is, you know, he did the right thing. So He's like, I know it was you. Mm-hmm. You, broke, you broke my heart. <laughs> okay, not quite. <laughs> anyway, um, well, well, flashback now, correct? Yeah, yeah, we, we, you know, I think we can tie that off now. We can get into that. Yeah, but he's, he's like, I'm gonna take the high road. Yeah, mm-hmm. because my friend Dexter, he takes the high road all the time. <laughs> uh huh. Oh boy. Anyway, Dexter showed up, um, unannounced at Miguel's office, and uh, basically tells him. Uh, you might have been seen, man. <laughs> uh, maybe we should not hang out together anymore. <laughs> and, you know, as he's leaving, Dexter's like, you know, checkmate, motherfucker. Or, uh, actually, I think it was more like, game over. Mm-hmm. Well, now that that uh, uh, part of the season wrapped up nicely, um, we can move into, um, what's that? That's not the end of it? Nope. Miguel and him have more comfort. Oh. My bad. Okay, so we'll just uh, talk about La Guerta. How about that? Okay, so La Guerta rips into Toby Edwards in the interrogation room while Dexter and Miguel watch on a monitor. Edward admits that he was invited over to Ellen Wolf's place, but she wasn't there. And when he arrived... Uh, when he arrived, after uh, Quinn tells M- uh, Maria or Laguerta that a timestamp video rules out Edwards as a murderer, Edwards tells her that he saw a saw the uh, halogen headlights of a dark colored SUV. Miguel looks to be closing up to. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, is an SUV. Now we all know that Miguel. Um, uses a, uh, a a dark SUV. So um, now Miguel um, tries to cozy up to Lagorta so he won't have to depend on Dexter as his only uh, his only inside asset in the the case. So yeah, you know now he, that he can have his best friend back. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you know maybe get a little lucky too. Maybe now maybe? we we both know. That Miguel is as honest as the day is long. Mm-hmm. He would never cheat on his wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, never. 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 Or, or kill people. Or kill people. Or, you know, lie. Or hide, you know, a possible person that confesses to a crime that uh, he helped somebody else get convicted for. Never do any of that. Never. He's a... Wonderful, wonderful man, wonderful. But I, uh, I do know, and I know this for a fact, um, that I have completely lost where we were in the script. <laughs> okay, so while trying on a wedding dress, Seal, who is uh, um, Miguel Prado's uh, wife, and Rita appear, um, and Rita have a conversation and Rita basically uh, tries to tell 
No, she, she doesn't try. So she tells her that uh, she found out information that Miguel has been unfaithful. Oh, she's so nosy. Oh, my goodness, Rita. What happened to the damaged individual we used to know? The one that was so quiet. The one that just kept to herself because she was so afraid of the world. And now she's just like, um, 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 so, um, um, Miguel's cheating on you. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> nope, not true at all. Uh-huh. And yet, Rita, of all people. Now, would this count as, um, work and pleasure being mixed with the whole Miguel thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, um, back at the office, of course, still does not take the news well. But back at the office, uh, Maria, um, you know, Laguerta just like loses her shit over Dexter because of a clerical uh, issue related to uh, you. You remember he was testing the key for Unhell. Mm-hmm. And for those keeping track at home, yes, I'm going to go back and forth from Unhell to Angel. Uh, just to irritate people. <laughs> anyway, she's like, "What? What case is this for?" He's like, "Uh, it's actually for another, you know, law enforcement agency, that kind of thing." And she's like, "Okay, just next time, uh, make sure it's tagged." And she's like, annoyed, like she has one of those uh, stress headaches. Mm-hmm. She looks like someone that should be in the commercial for, what is it, head-on? Uh-huh. Applied directly to the forehead. And Vince, like we mentioned before, is having issues putting together a bachelor party because Batista is like, it has to be legal, no hookers. <laughs> Man! Uh. Now, is he saying that because he's a cop? Or is it because his new girlfriend's in Vice? Yeah, and she's like, uh, if I catch you with a hooker, your ass is grass. <laughs> so, you know. No. So I said before, he gets help. And who's the man? Quinn. Uh-huh. Quinn's like, here, call these people. You know, they do the best parties. They have the best girls. You know, and uh, Mazuka's like, how do you have this? He's like, I've been a best man, you know... Many times. I wonder if that was the number of the dude from the seventh season that Jason Gedrick played. Because remember, they had some, uh, you know, they had some history, remember? Hmm. And they had strippers. We could have a way to find out. Mm-hmm. I tell you what. Mm-hmm. I'm giving our fans a mission once again. What I want everybody to do is contact Tim Schlatt on Twitter. <laughs> With a name like Tim Schlattman, odds are you'll be able to get through. <laughs> you, find out, you find out there's like a million Tim Schlattmans in the world. Yeah, what if we find out if it's like a Norwegian version of uh, John Smith? 
Tim Schlattman, there's a billion of those motherfuckers. Anyway, find Tim Schlattman, S-C-H-L-A-T-T-M-A-N-N on Twitter. Tweet him. Uh, give him the number and have him call in because we got questions for this man. That was a very good point you brought up, Kendi. I never even thought about that. <laughs> anyway, so you know, Quinn's like, you know, I'm always the best man. <laughs> I'm never gonna get down. <laughs> Anton shows up, and who's he looking for? But oh, it's no, it's no secret he's you know banging Deb. So <laughs> he runs into Quinn and. Uh, in, in, if you, in case you've forgotten, Deb told Anton that she kind of cleared everything up so he's off the hook for, uh, you know, um, being the snitch for the cops. Mm-hmm. And he was all like, oh, man, that's awesome. You're the best girlfriend ever. But Look, man, I'm sorry for keeping you off the books. I'm sorry you didn't become an official informant. <laughs> and um, and I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Deb said she fixed it, and uh, because of a clerical error and something like that. And Quinn's like, no, you were you were never actually obligated to 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 help us at all. And Anton is like, you know, that sounds reasonable. You know, I forgive you. Yeah, you're right. No, Anton punches him in the face. <laughs> He's like, you left me out there to die. Blah, blah, blah. Man, he was pissed. And he did this right in the middle of a <laughs> And everyone breaks up the fight. And Quinn's like, you know, just let him go. Let him go. Um, and, you know, Deb's like, what the fuck is going on? And Anton's like, I'm out. And um, Anton thinks Deb's ashamed of their relationship. And uh, that's, you know, he's like, this is why you're keeping a secret, huh? And she's having a hard time explaining no, because I want to be a detective and you're kind of uh, a liability. Uh huh. But I want to keep sleeping with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has so many dude tendencies. I know, man. She is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> then, you want to know what happens next? So then we see Miguel over at La Guerta's place, and Miguel looks to uh, be, uh, you know, give, pouring her a little wine, you know, trying to get some influence in, into the investigation on Wolf's murder, and the the two of them actually start briefly making out. And now let, let's let's hold on let's let's not uh, turn this into something it's not because uh, there's a lot of you know, we've known each other for so long, and um, I know you've always wanted this, and, you know, and she's like, yeah, but you're married, and uh, I can't do it. <laughs> or it did not play out at all like that. I'm having a hard time recalling. Either way, yes, they started making out a little. And the little cock blocker, Dexter Morgan, is, knocks at the door and basically stops that from happening. And uh Laguerta looks relieved too. She's like, Oh boy, I, I um oh man, I almost messed up. <laughs> and Miguel's like, 
fucking cockfuck. He is there anything he just won't ruin for me? <laughs> and you know, Dexter is apologizing to Laguerta for the key incident, and you know, and the unannounced visit. And then we learn this is Dexter's way of uh, limiting Miguel's uh, hold over Laguerta. That's what he's trying to do. And then when Dexter gets back home, uh, Rita tells him that she told Seal about the affair, and she thinks uh, that Miguel is having, um, and that she's having, uh, that Miguel is having sex with Laguerta. Yeah, which. You know, it's kind of interesting because Rita has just proven herself to be Dexter's wonderful wife. Mm-hmm. That uh, he could not have planned it better himself. Because when we cut back to uh, LaGuardia's house, guess who's pulling up? Mm-hmm. That's right, Syl. All of those things that you know everyone keeps saying is happening, she shows up and sees him there. And sees her there. Well, it's her house, but sees them there, and it's like it's all coming true, even though not, nothing, other than a little bit of king out, happened. <laughs> it's again one of those things where, wow, this just timed out just right. So, um, she doesn't believe him now. How can she? And she's all like, I'm done. But she did it in a more fiery Latina way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, the next morning, yeah, she's Miguel all like, is, She's all like, I'm not going to be with you anymore. I'm going to go move in with Kente from the Harry's Code podcast. Ain't that how it happened? Yes, that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> So the next morning, Miguel is waiting for Dexter at the donut shop. And he's like, you know, you're very predictable. And he does, he thinks Dexter's the one that sent Syl over to uh, LaGuerta's. And um, he's like, you do not bring family into this. Or maybe he was like, you do not bring me familia into this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and says, uh, well, he's threatening an ethics investigation on Deb because of uh, the relationship with Anton. And will only make it go away if Dexter helps uh, bury the Ellen Wolf case. Uh-huh. And of course, what is one thing you don't do to Dexter Morgan? You do not put him in a corner. You do not threaten him. Or, and you do not spill coffee on his clothes. I was going to say you don't threaten his family either. Oh yeah, I threaten his family too. But remember that pedophile was just looking at uh, Aster and he's like, you're fucking dead. <laughs> I'm not saying it's okay that the dude was looking at her. What I'm saying is, you know, it, it, it goes into uh, something we were talking about a couple of days ago. He didn't actually do anything, but we know that nobody's, you know, really sad that Dexter did something. Right. So, Dexter goes to Miguel's house. And, you know, what was it? He said he's going to buy, um, 
he wants to buy something for Miguel because he's the best man, you know, and wants to a book and wants to like go see what he already has. And the housekeeper's like, "Okay, Mister Dexter," and lets him in. <laughs> and uh, he finds the ring. Not like he actually needed the evidence, but he he uh, takes the ring and leaves behind a dry cleaner slip. <laughs> Uh, and in the meantime, Vince meets the planner from um, Quinn's company, you know, that he recommended. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, so flirting with each other. And Vince is like, <laughs> <laughs> So, Miguel goes home to clean up his stuff, you know, sees the uh, cigar boxes, uh, you know, slightly ajar, sees the ring gone, finds the cleaning slip, goes to the cleaner, and finds the uh, shirt that he gave Dexter. Uh, you know, the one that he said had Freebo's blood on it? Mm-hmm. So Dexter had it cleaned, and uh, the dry cleaner's like, I tried as hard as I could. You don't know anything, but you just can't get blood out after it sets for so long. <laughs> and of course, it was cow's blood. All right. So, um, Dexter is also trying to warn Deborah about the Prado investigation, and uh, Deb's like, yeah, we broke up, I think. <laughs> so, what happens next? All right, Miguel shows up and calls Dexter up onto a rooftop. Miguel is enraged, asking for the ring and threatening Dexter for, with everything from relationship with Rita to possible search warrants for his office or his boat. Dexter tells Miguel that he has come to the understanding that there is no reasoning with him anymore, to which Miguel responds... Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. I want to read this. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Miguel says, I'll do what I want, when I want, to whomever I want. Count on it! (laughs) And Dexter says, I will... But as he walks away, it appears that someone has been watching the conversation through binoculars. Mm, Some binoculars. Yeah. So uh, an unarmed, uh, an uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. So we cut back to Prado still on the roof, and we see him get a phone call from none other than King the Skinner himself. Miguel tells King that Dexter is the only person who knows the whereabouts of Freebo, and if you want Freebo, say it right. If you want the Freebo, if you want to, you don't want your money. Parado uh, tells King, then you have to, uh, then you have to have a long conversation with Dexter Morgan, which you know we cut back downstairs to Dexter, who has uh, now decided that. Miguel has left him no other choice but to kill him. And the you know the final scene is uh uh pulling into a parking space uh, at Dexter's apartment. Dexter gets out from his phone. I mean uh gets out of his car, his phone rings. Dexter fumbles with his phone and someone from behind uh sticks a black hood over his head and uh stuffs him in the trunk and the car drives off. This and was one of the best freaking endings 
ever. Yes. And I, we need to actually take a break. I'm so uh, jazzed up about it. <laughs> so I'm going to play a song, and when we come back, we will talk about the very next episode. All right? Sounds good? All right. We'll be right back. That blow bubbles like bubble gum Plus they flick summer house Be sipping rum Laying lazy in the recliner Couple days in my ashtray Smoke signals From the haze I stick my finger through it The ring of smoke broken Symbolize weak guys Pop the strong link off The infrastructure cave in Amazing I ain't have to read The art of war To slay men Serve is birth Get speaking reckless When they mama love The kid records I've made you gutless You don't know struggle So couple shells at you Hell grabs you Nail stabs the hand Of the Nazarene I carried the cross to help you afford that plasma screen. Gave you trumps a path to walk. Hold my hand, I'ma guide you like an OG. But don't talk, don't get it confused. Cause none of y'all can fit in my shoes. Y'all made of chemicals, artificial axes. God, I forgive you bastards. Only if y'all repent to the Nazareth savage. Nipples like pimples to get the puss, get it? Form a crew, swallow 40 cow bullets after dinner's finished. Wash it down with a shot of tequila. Pocket full of screela, can't come close to Francis Coppola, Samson, no Delilah. Your pipe size are mice eyes with the gladiator tattoos on it. You're scared to look too long at. Sit on a dawn's lap, tell you a story, shorty. Spicy like lorries, chicken heads and orgies. Criminals that draw heat in their late 40s. Drug habits, love grabbing kids up like yours. Sending you a picture of them in their drawers with black eyes. Savage guys, you hire magnum PIs to bag up my guys. Said you was a thug with a good disguise. Trying to protect your cabbage, you running from the Nazareth savage. Sun's back with clothes, they say mine is very scary. Smell fair like a canine that finds very babies. And all of y'all wear that same aroma. How to blow on your eighth LP, I show you. You whack, the faces. In the history of the game, you have no placement. Liquor and weed just massacred their mind. All these celebrity, or they couldn't change the time. So now they run their mouth. But when the sun goes south, the guns come out. My cavalry would have been through ten in your skin. Casualty, you don't want to be the one with me. Straight savage. Welcome back to Harry's Code at Dexter's Podcast. I'm Kente. I'm Kente. Hello, Josh. Oh, I'm here. I was just listening to you uh, say your name over and over again. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is making Kente look like an idiot day. <laughs> no, no, I would, I would never do that. <laughs> okay, um, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Okay, okay, we'll do it for real. Welcome back to Harry's Code Extras Podcast. I am Kente. And I am Josh. All right. And um, we've been talking about season three of uh, what's the show we're talking about? The Facts of Life. <laughs> you know we should totally not do a Facts of Life TV show podcast. Sorry. 
Huh. Not a good idea, no. How about Charles in charge? Of our days? You know what? No. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm just... What about Alf? To... You know what, Alf? You might have me on Alf. Alf is back, you know. Is he? Yeah, on the Hub the TV channel. And from what I understand, they're making an ALF movie. I know this because I'm going to plug it later. I have another show. Sorry, Kente, you're not my only love. <laughs> you know what? I wonder if... Uh, does ALF need money? Well, cats aren't cheap. <laughs> Is he Gargamel? <laughs> You know how uh, Alf is. He eats cats. He's from Melmac. Yeah, I know. That's what I was wondering. Is he like, what's the deal? He's like, when I was on Melmac, I can't do an Alf impression. I totally could see you doing an Alf impression. I'm so disappointed. Okay, let's see this. Hey, everybody. Alf here. On Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast, we're going to talk about season three. On Melmac, we haven't gotten season four yet, so this is perfect. <laughs> Damn. That's scarily good. Really? Yes, actually. Uh, I, I cool. thought I was watching Alf. So if you guys want to call in and tell me that my Alf impression was great or, you know, talk about Dexter, what's that number? The number is 347-326-9541. Once again, that's area code 347 326 Nine five four one, and we're also taking calls on serial killer nicknames for myself and Kente. Yes, I want a good one. So we're gonna give you guys one more week to get it in there. So, all right, we want it to be along the lines of the ice truck killer or the Bay Harbor butcher or uh, the bedwetter. The bed bedwetter. Well, that's scary. True. Okay, or the bedwetter. <laughs> but you know where you are when you wet the bed? Um, let's see. The last time I wet my bed was how many days ago? Uh, I don't know. Well, definitely <laughs> you're in bed. And do you know what else you do in bed? Sleep. Yes, and when you sleep, you have a dream. Right. See, that's called a segue. Oh yeah! All right, you you know you're good, man. You're good. Yeah. All right. So episode eleven of season three and thirty five overall is called "I Had a Dream." Once again, playing off of uh, Martin Luther King's uh, "I Have a Dream." Uh, all of the all of these episodes are you know uh, playing off of something, whether it's a song or a TV show or something in pop culture or history or something. But anyway, uh, it's directed by Marco Siega. Written by the great Charles H. Uh, Agley. I can't. Uh, he's really good. At, he's on. He writes for a lot of different TV shows and stuff. Um, and Lauren Gussis. I I know I just screwed her last name up. Please don't shoot me. And this we don't shoot here, sir. We stab. <laughs> stab stab. And it premiered on December seventh, two thousand and eight, which seems so long ago. Okay, so we op- remember where we left off at. You know, Dexter was just kidnapped and thrown in the trunk. So we opened up with Dexter in the trunk, trapped in the trunk of a car with his hands trapped, uh, tied, uh, taped behind his back. And 
you know, he's guessing is you know, is it Miguel's brother, you know, uh Ramon who abducted him, you know? Uh which, you know, he possibly could have been, you know. At least that's what we're thinking. Right? Is it is it or is it uh King? Because remember, he, uh Miguel was talking to King, you know? You know you're in a bad situation when you have to go through a laundry list of people <laughs> that might have abducted you. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. They had that many enemies. I never thought about it like that. That's right. Alright. So Dexter frees his hands while he's still in the trunk of the car of the tape. And when the car comes to a stop to fight his way up, the trunk opens up and Dexter swings and hits. Dot dot dot. Who does he hit? He hits Vince. <laughs> That's why I think this is one of the best, one of the best cliffhanger endings and pickups ever. <laughs> Wait a minute! They kidnap him, throw him in the trunk of a car to take him to his uh, bachelor party, right? Yeah. What, what kind of asshole friends do that? Kidnap their homeboys and put them in a man. I would have beaten everybody's ass that did that. <laughs> I think it's funny how quickly he changed from I'm going to kill whoever put me in this thing to Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> and how does he get nabbed by those dweebs anyway? You know, <laughs> yeah, you know out of, out of uh, how many years he's been working with him and doing this, um, they finally catch him. And it's for something completely different. That's why I think if they ever find out, you know, and and actually have to really arrest him, um, I just want somebody to go, look, we know how to get him. We've done it before. <laughs> we just need a bag, some duct tape, and um, a trunk. But by all means, stand back when that thing pops open. <laughs> He's now scouted. So they brought him to his uh, his um, bachelor party, and uh, so um, you know, and everybody's there to greet him and all of that. Uh, and Miguel's there, right? What's that? Miguel is there, right? No. <laughs> and where but is Miguel? He shows up. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're in, in talking about Miguel. Um. As everybody's getting on the boat, because, you know, they have a little cruise planned for them. Um, uh, Ramon drops off Miguel. It's like right there. And, of course, everybody else is like, oh, the best man is here. And Dexter's like, oh, this, as if this night wasn't hard enough. Because he's not exactly the bachelor party type. You know? Yeah, you know, um, it's so funny. If they had let Miguel in on the kidnapping him and put him in the trunk part, that might have been really interesting. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's kidnap him and throw him in the trunk of a car. And then let's drive the trunk, let's drive the car into the river. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> and they'll be like, um, might be a little too far, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, the party's going well. There's naked women everywhere. Um, and 
Instead of getting booed for doing this, Miguel stands up. He's like, hold up. Everybody stop. Stop the music. Stop everything. And he's like, um, he's like, I, I want to make a toast to the groom. You know, and he goes on to this, uh, you know, little speech about forgiveness and trust. And uh, he's like, you know, basically, you know how guys are sometimes. He's like, I love you, man. You know, not not like that, but right. you know, that that sentiment is uh, right. is there. So, um, Dexter, you know, it's funny. He, he's um, getting lap dances, uh, kinda, and the whole time he's just kind of staring at Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he 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 has, I think in the end though Dexter has a good time at his bachelor party, not because of what's going on, but because you know. Um, and and this is us digging deep into the psychology of this show, which is what we do, right? Yes, it is. Um, I think Dexter's you know happy to know that you know people, his. his Facade has held up long enough for people to, you know, really like him. You know what? I'm I'm sorry. I still can't get over that his friends kidnapped him and threw him. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I had forgotten about this, and then I'm like, that's right. That's a shitty thing to do. (laughs) I'm still like, you know, you know, your when is your birthday? January. Oh man, we missed it. (laughs) Me, me, and Ramsey. Missed our opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> but um no, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Getting into Moving on. Psychology, yeah. Um, you know, I I think if we if we dug into this, they didn't show this on the show, but I think uh Dexter was really happy that, you know that all of these people that he's worked with actually like him. He he he's done his job trying to fit in very well and people like him. They like me. They really like me. Uh, but then uh the next morning Rita shows up and she's all like, "Did you have strippers on you? Did you get their taint on you? I can't marry you if you have stripper taint on you." Okay, no, nothing like that happened, but she shows up with breakfast. You know, because she's like the awesome fiance. Like, hope you had a good time last night. You're not too hungover, are you? you know, um, and she tells him that uh, Miguel was kicked out of the house. Cell so kicked him out. And Dexter's like, you know, I'm thinking about dropping him as my best man. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> uh, Miguel um, seems to be losing all of his friends. And family. Oh, poor Miguel. All right, so the deck, the uh, I think we can skip to the that the department is continuing to look for this black SUV connected to Wolf's murder. And yeah. Angel says, but uh, thus far they're not having any luck. Uh, and Hal says that they are searching for the true identity of the scanner. Uh, we only know him as George King. And LaGorta rewatches the Toby Edwards interview and seems to connect the dots with respect to Miguel owning a black Lincoln Navigator. She calls Miguel and tells him they should talk. 
Da, da, da. You, you remember the, um, Toby's, uh, you know, the thing he, the, the the important thing he seems to say is, at first he was like, I don't know, I didn't get a really good look because they had their brights on. And uh, everyone's like, oh, he had his brights on, he didn't get a good look. And he's like, no, wait. No, it, it was a big black SUV. It didn't have, they didn't have their brights on. They had those huge uh, halogen lights. <laughs> and she thinks back specifically to uh, the night Miguel was at her house and Syl showed up. And, you know, at the time, you're like, you know, not really connecting the dots, you know, as far as her connecting the dots. But when Miguel leaves, she shields her eyes because of his headlights. Mm-hmm. And it it's like the lights from the headlights lit up a light bulb in her brain. And she's like, bing! <laughs> so she goes back, she's like, uh-huh. Although I don't know why she would have to rewatch the tape, because, you know, she seemed to remember pretty well that, you know, Toby said it was halogen lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I think we can go up to uh, the fact that uh, Deborah is looking for more advice on what to do about uh, Anton. And she... It talks to Dexter, and this is when Dexter tells uh, Deborah that their father, Harry, had an affair with an informant. And the news, like, you know, just fucks up Deborah's world. So, um, the still emotional Deborah interviews Anton, who tells her his official statement doesn't quite capture the horror of the experience. He uh, He tells her that King went through his pockets. Uh, following the skinning, grabbing, and some of his change before leaving, and Vince. Rewind the tape. So, uh, <laughs> so he uh, he um, tells him about what happened. As far as that's concerned, uh, I kind of jumped the gun <laughs> there a little bit. <laughs> Vince slept with a party planner. Yeah, he tells Angel that that he uh, he slept with her. Yeah, and he's like. You know, the conversations they were having got really dirty, and he's like, "She dug that," and he was like, "She was the one saying it." <laughs> kind of makes me wish uh, they brought her on to be his girlfriend. Oh, spoiler alert! Ah, spoiler. Okay, so, uh, you know, um, Dexter is following Miguel now, who's staying at at a uh, high end hotel, and is being taken everywhere by Ramon. Yeah, it's bodyguard. Uh, and Deborah and Quinn go back over to King's uh, skinning hideout. Uh, Quinn asks Deborah awkwardly if she'd like to go over to Dexter's wedding with him. Mm, Quinn got a crush on Deb. <laughs> before she gets a phone call, before she gets that, before she gets a phone call from Angel. The reception is terrible, which leads Deborah to realize King must have grabbed Anton's change to use a nearby payphone. She is so smart. I mean, it wasn't just because he likes to, you know, skin people and steal their stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. He had an actual reason why he needs change. They had payphones back in 2008? Yes, <laughs> they had payphones back in 2008. 
and and that she realizes that the records of the phone might provide the, the uh, information on the king's whereabouts. So anyway, so uh, La Corta and Miguel over uh, has uh, Miguel over for dinner uh, to eat dinner together, not to eat him <laughs> or possibly eat him, but not in a very uh, good way. Uh, Miguel makes a pass at La Guarta, who leaves the house under the guise of getting beer from her car. Getting beer from her car. <laughs> she she grabs Prado's keys and on her way out, takes some samples from the back of his SUV before heading back into the house. You know, this, she's doing a little recon mission. Dexter watches all of this from his car nearby, so he's stalking all of this. Wait a minute, wait a minute. LaGuerta is doing some kind of police work? I know, right? <laughs> and she's doing it Dexter style. Yeah, off the grid. Uh, that's right. So uh, Dexter's still there when Miguel leaves uh, um, LaGuerta's. Uh, Miguel notices before driving that someone has, uh, hasn't properly closed the lift gate on the vehicle. So he's starting to suspect something. He's like somebody was in my shit, man. <laughs> Laguerta comes to uh, to Dexter and asks him to test the hair and fiber that she's found off, you know, and do this off the grid, as we just said. Um, she doesn't tell Dexter that it's Miguel uh, that she's looking into. Uh, just as the results need to be kept quiet, they do that a lot. Like run this and you know don't don't tell nobody but me you know. I got a question. Uh huh. If Dexter is perceived as this above the board you know super straight laced kind of nerdy good guy, mm-hmm. why does everybody go to him with their off the radar shit? <laughs> I guess I guess they figure no one will think that Dexter would do something like that. And yet everybody thinks Dexter will do something like that. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> well, he, you know, Dexter gets the authorization codes for the test from uh, LaGuerta and Prado's in his hotel room and uh, for some reason, I don't know why his laptop is like eh, you know, kind of like hey, they're looking into your murder <laughs> it's like, man, I want that app, whatever it is yeah, I want it too, yeah. I'm sure it's developed by Google it's like, somebody on the internet is looking into something you did <laughs> <laughs> oh really? So um, then Deb gets the payphone records and um learns that one of King's recent customers was out of town, mm-hmm. and kind of ponders aloud to Quinn, uh, "You think King might be using that place as like a hideout? Possibly, maybe. Mm-hmm. Does he have a reputation or a history of doing things around uh, places he's worked?" Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder if there's a pattern there. Mm-hmm. Well, Dexter sees that the hairs from Prado's SUV match Wolf. You know, and uh, <laughs> Logorita doesn't know it, but he already knew this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, since he already planned on killing uh, Miguel, he wasn't sure if he should share with Logorita. Uh. And at this point, Vince asks uh, Dexter if he can have a plus one. Yeah, he wants to bring the hot uh, uh, hooker chick. Oh, I'm sorry, planner chick. 
He wants to bring the woman with the hookup to all the naked other women. I like her now. <laughs> so Deborah and Deborah and Quinn go to the house uh, and spot King inside. King makes a run for it, cutting Quinn on the forehead before getting away. Ow! <laughs> that was a place to get cut. Right on the forehead. Like, take it bleeds this. a lot, too. <laughs> While Dexter was away from his office, uh, Maria found his hair analysis report. She lets him... You know, she lets him in on the speculation that Miguel and about, you know, regarding Miguel and Dexter pretends to be shocked. <gasps> <laughs> what, what? What? My best man? What? 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 Uh, is, he's more like, wow, this is a lot to take in. So, uh, Huerta wants to get a warrant, which Dexter thinks to himself may lead to uh, Miguel going after her. So, Dexter suggests. You know, LaGuerta, you should sit on this information and build more of a case. <laughs> sit on it, LaGuerta. Yeah, I'm that nice. Okay. Um, so, uh, LaGuerta isn't sure what she should do. Leaving uh, LaGuerta's office, Dexter decides that he should copy the Skinner's M.O. when he kills Prado, which is a brilliant idea, I think. So, uh, so then we cut to Angel. He's telling Deborah that Somehow King managed to escape the area without uh, a trace, so they're, they're trying to find King. And uh, Deborah presses uh, Dexter for more information about. Also, they you have Deborah trying to find out more information about uh, the fair that uh, her her father had with the informant, which we yeah. know that the informant is his mother. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't know it. He didn't share that part of the information. I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> okay. So Dexter tells her that he got the info from Camila. Camila is the one who was looking for that key lime pie. And, uh, De- you know, Deborah tells Dexter that she isn't going to be taking Anton to the wedding, wed- uh, wedding but isn't interested in taking Quinn either. Ha <laughs> ha. And and remember how I mentioned earlier that uh, Deb has some really big, you know, dude qualities? Like, I'm just going to tell you what you want to hear so I can keep banging you. Uh-huh. I think this fits right in because Dexter asks her to be his best man. Yeah. And actually, I, I like that. It makes sense. Yeah, it made more sense than Miguel. But then well, again, it, it did make sense because they were... They were bonding with each other by murder. Yeah, he had actually uh, a friend. And Deb, I don't know what the criteria is when you go to records when you want to pull something. But um, she wants all of her father's attractive female informants. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy I need to know. <laughs> I need to know who my father's informants are. Okay, can you um, specify? Uh, cross-reference sexy. <laughs> okay, that's uh, standard police filing right there. <laughs> so Dexter sees uh, Miguel and Ramon drinking at the hotel bar and sneaks into Miguel's room. And um, he, he actually sees what looks like a... Uh, the beginnings of a plan to go after La Guerta that night. And uh, 
is probably getting Ramon drunk. I'm sorry, Ramon drunk to use him as an alibi. So he can be like, no, man, we were drunk. We were so wasted. And we were there the whole time. And then um, we go to Maria's house. I'm sorry, La Guerta. Since, you know, anyway. And uh, Miguel is like creeping around outside dressed in all black. And I'm sure Dexter's like, oh, yeah, because he's there. Um, uh, he's like, oh my god, what an amateur! You, you, it's one of those things that they don't say, they don't right. show in any way, but you know that's what he's thinking. And Miguel grabs the spare key and goes inside, and he's like, Maria, <laughs> Maria, and sees that she's not home. Um, but he plays the message on the answering machine, and uh, he hears Dexter, and he's like, uh, I have information on Miguel and uh, Wolf. And that we should meet at the cafe at 8. And Miguel looks up at the clock and he's like, it's 8.30. So he walks out and he's like, uh, you know, I'm going to go get him there, la, 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 la. And runs into Dexter who's like stabby, stabby with the hypodermic. <laughs> Which is when we uh, cut to one of our favorite portions of this show. The kill room. Yeah, so sad. So... Miguel starts waking up in the kill room, and he tries to talk his way out of it, but, you know, Dexter's... <laughs> you, you you don't really talk Dexter out of anything unless, you know, it's like you know, season six and you're hot, but that's a different story. Um, but it has some of my favorite lines, mm-hmm. which I will now read. <laughs> Miguel's like, I accept you like a brother. And Dexter's like, I killed my brother. I killed yours, too. And pro- uh, Miguel's like, And uh, Dexter wraps like a wire around his neck. And he's like, you little freak! You think I'm done with you? You think this ends here? It doesn't! And Dexter's like, it does for you. And that is the end. Of Miguel Prado. Man, that's so sad. Even I hated that when he died, because I loved his character. That but, yeah, and, but he had to go. And Bro. it's one of those things where you're like, it's sad. You know, he's a bad dude, but he was like the only one Dexter had ever been able to really open up to. Well, you see what happens when you open up to Dexter. He opens you up. <laughs> he opens you up on the table. So, uh, be careful. Proceed with caution. And that brings us to... The final... Can you believe we are actually going to make it to the final episode of Season 3? I didn't think it was going to happen. Me neither. And we're only 20 minutes over so far. Uh, you're right. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do this one. And we're we're not going to... We're going to do it. Um, We're going to get it in. Okay. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) The fifth time, right? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Episode 12 of the third season. This is the season finale, 36 overall. It's called Do You Take Dexter Morgan? Directed by Keith Gordon. Written by Scott Buck. And it premiered December 14th, 2008. And it had... A rating of 1.5 million viewers. Okay. That's our weekly average. 
fuck yeah. All right. So, and, uh, by the way, to answer the question, do you take Dexter Morgan in this episode? Yes, twice. <laughs> You'll see what I mean in a minute. Okay, here we go. It opens with Prado's corpse laying in the middle of a field. Dexter waxes philosophic about death through a you know about death through a voiceover. We watch the authorities arrive, and Dexter and the team begin to process the body, which apparently has been made to look like a scanner killing by, by Dexter. Dexter and Ramon have a contentious moment with Miguel's brother, telling Dexter that he will find out why what ha- why this happened. So, um, would you okay? Um, I thought it was cool that it didn't happen in the final episode that they did it the one before because you know you were expecting it to be in the season finale, right? If so, you were expecting it all because they were such good friends. Well, I, it was in the beginning. You would, you know, you were thinking, oh, da 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 da, da everything's wonderful. But once it oh, went mean, south, yeah, you expected okay, this is going to be the finale, right? So nope, th- nope, that was pretty slick. All right. So uh, a few days later, Dexter arrives home with Rita, having apparently been uh, physically pushed out of uh, Miguel's funeral by a drunken Ramon. Yeah. Uh, We learn learn, uh, Dexter and Rita's wedding still takes place as planned, and that still plans to be at the rehearsal. A letter from Rita's mother, who cannot attend, contains... Contains the phrase, let's hope the third one is the charm. <laughs> Which, remember, uh, as far as we know, she was only married once. So when Dexter asks about the line, Rita says something about the children, which... Yeah, she's talking about the baby. The third baby. <laughs> and Dexter's like, well, the first two are pretty, you know, they're charmed too. <laughs> And then, then I think it all boils down to she's like, well, you know how my mother is. And he's like, yes, I do. <laughs> but at the same time, he's like, is Rita lying to me? <laughs> what? This is the person that never lies to me. <laughs> like, I lie to her all the time. I can't believe she would lie to me. So when Dexter returns to his apartment, he finds that it's been broken into and that a man matching uh, Ramon Prado's uh, description uh, was seen uh, there. So uh, when they leave, uh, Dexter sees that his, you know, he checks to see if his blood slides that he keeps in the uh, air conditioning unit was still yeah. there and they hadn't been disturbed. Well, you know, he didn't walk in and hear, uh, excuse me, Mr. Morgan, what is this? We have to talk. <laughs> so I would think that's, you know, pretty safe. <laughs> So, uh, though uh, Ramon, you know, was in direct conflict with Dexter, Dexter pretty much doesn't think that he feels the criteria of, uh, you know, for killing. Unfortunately, he may be a jerk and a hothead and all that, but he's not a murderer. So Dexter tells Harry that he has no intention of uh, ignoring him either, but, you know, he can't kill him. Maybe. Yeah, because he's not a pedophile and he's not a woman dying from cancer. Right. Damn. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so, um, 
he grabs what looks like to be uh, Wolf's ring and leaves it on his way to Ramon's place. Dexter thinks that he will he will use the prospect of Wolf's murder running ruining Miguel's uh, reputation to get Ramon to back off of his you know off his back. Uh, Ramon's wife tells Dexter that she hasn't seen him since the funeral and has no idea where he might be. Hmm. So, um, back at the office, Dexter uh, plugs Rita into the database and learns that uh, she had been married for six months when she was 16. Rita has only told him of one prior marriage. So, he realized that she has lied. Okay. So anyway, so Angel briefs the department that they are on high alert to catch the Skinner, who's George King, who is the uh, the the uh, a former torturer for the Nicaraguan military. Uh, Angel tells Deborah that he has recommended her for detective, pending only the formality of the Huerta's signature. And excited Dexter tells uh, Dev tells Dexter the news and efficiently seals her doom by adding the Morgans are going to be all right. Hmm. All right. So, uh, LaGuerta is upset after hearing a local highway uh, may be named after Miguel Prado <laughs> and tells Dexter that she wants to make their findings about him about uh, Ellen Wolf's murder public, but Dexter talks her down, reminding her that there is no evidence linking Miguel to uh, Ellen's uh, uh, murder and that tearing the Prado's life would uh, only hurt his family and the Cuban community. So, you know, and, you know, it might um, bring some light to the shit he's he was doing. <laughs> Pretty much is it, right? Right. Right. All right. So Deborah runs into Anton outside of the out of the station and he seems to be happy to see her. And he hears the news saying that, you know, that uh he is, you know, she's almost got the um de- detectiveship. And I forgot too that in the first three seasons she, she wasn't a detective. I mean that it took, you know, quite that long. Because, uh, you know, we see her as detective. Or, you know, even bigger than that now. But anyway, so... um, Spoilers, and you thought I was bad. <laughs> so they, they, they decide to grab coffee together. All right. So um, where we're at is uh, Dexter um, has not been able to track down Ramon at any of his favorite watering holes or anywhere. And as Dexter, Dexter picks up Aster and Cody from school, we see that a car is following them. Yeah, so he has to ditch him. <laughs> and it's funny because when this happens, you know, he's like, huh, huh, huh. Well, there's a yellow light. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they're really, you know, let's see if they got balls. So he runs the light. And, of course, the ones following him also try to run the light, but get into a car accident. <laughs> But, uh, well, I don't remember if we noticed this at this point in time, so I won't say it. But there is a way for him to find out who was following him. Mm-hmm. 
So, Angel is just pissed that uh, Deborah was, you know, he finds out Deb was sleeping with Anton, mm-hmm. you know, because he's all like their key witness and everything. And he's like, I have to tell LaGuardia. And Deborah's like, uh, so it's okay for you to go pick up a hooker and get off the hook, but I can't, you know. <laughs> and in hell, you know, where the heart on his sleeve kind of guy is like, uh. and Dev's like, I'm sorry, I am so sorry. And of course, the first thing in hell does is goes to uh, Lagretta's office, and he's like, I was uh, seeking the comfort of. Uh, a woman through uh, prostitutes during a dark time. <laughs> and the quartz is like, so? And uh, I love like, LaGuardia. She's so nice. That's my girl. <laughs> She's like, are you going to do it again? He's like, no. Okay, then. Then this is not an issue. And because he now feels his conscience is clean, he's like, I do have something to say about... Uh, Deborah Morgan. Mm. So, yeah. um, uh, I already, you know, mentioned that uh, Dexter, you know, he uh, ran the light, caused an accident, and the guy he thought was Ramon has left. But uh, later, just as, uh, you know, right right before the rehearsal dinner, Mm -hmm. uh, Dexter catches Rita in a lie about how many times she was married. She's like, one, and he's like, hmm. It's it's kind of like, uh, you know, um, he he basically says to himself, eh, I, I've been holding back much worse, so uh, we can let her have this one secret. <laughs> right. Why, because that's even. <laughs> I think so. But some uh, Ramon arrives, and he's like, he pulls a gun on Dexter and just, Angel and Deborah just, you know, take them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on. And I... <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, FYI, remember a while back I had a cold? Yes. It's coming back. Oh, God. <laughs> so at the office, Deborah sent a photo from the, the near hit and run uh, fender bender. Uh, the, you know the car that was behind Dexter, and the car was stolen. And the image clearly shows that the person that was following Dexter was King. He was behind the wheel. So uh, anyway, so De- Dexter ends up paying a a visit to uh, Ramon in a holding cell. Uh, Ramon Prado. Uh, I mean, Miguel told Ramon when he hired him as a bodyguard, that he was worried about Dexter. And Ramon tells Dexter that the most that the most of his transgressions were a result of cleaning up uh, Miguel's mistakes. The two actually kind of come to an understanding regarding Miguel. And uh, their perspective is issues with their father. And Ramon seems to be pacified. And Dexter elects not to tell Ramon about Miguel and Ellen Wolf. You know, um, I thought this was a very good scene, particularly scene. very good, um, especially the part where um, Dexter's like, 
Oh, Miguel told me a lot of things. Like how when he pushed your father down the stairs, how much he liked it. And Ramon is like, he told you he did that? That was me. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he stole that. Just another, um, how did he put it? Like feather in the hat or something, uh, or just another something added to the reputation of the great Miguel Prado. <laughs> you know, um, the guy pushed my father down the flight of stairs. Not him. <laughs> that's basically what it boiled down to, because apparently Miguel had stolen everything from uh, Ramon. You know, his life, his stories, and claimed them for his own, so he could uh, be popular. <laughs> Crazy, huh? So this whole deception thing goes way, way back. It's not something uh, any, uh, you know, anything Dexter taught him. But uh, moving on, the, the only bit of evidence found in the car, because, um, you know, it was the Skinner that was driving and chasing Dexter, mm-hmm. um, was a tobacco leaf. Mm-hmm. And then Deb and Quinn get all CSI without the science, and they're like, I know a tobacco company listed on one of his king, king's old tax returns, but he wasn't there. <laughs> so it's the night before Dexter's wedding, mm-hmm. and Dexter's walking out of a clothing clothing store because he just got fitted for a suit. And uh, King hits him from behind and knocks him unconscious. Mm. It's like, wait, didn't, didn't we already have an episode in like this? I know, right? <laughs> well, Deb comes back uh, the next morning to find Vince going over the evidence from the car that King was driving and sees um, the person from Records. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's a giant stack of sexy <laughs> female CIs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's like, oh my God. And LaGuardia's like, Come into my office. And then she gets fired. Uh, no, wait. No, she gets promoted. Uh, she gets her shield. Her detective shield. Uh-huh. Do you know why? Do you remember why? Um, Do you remember the conversation at all? Yeah, because uh, Deb is... I mean, uh, LaGuardia is like, you know, go ahead and live your life. You know, uh, she basically co-signs the fact that she had this relationship. Yeah, tells, she's, she, she's all like... Um, you know, Deb's like, I'm going to have this relationship. And he's like, do you really think that uh, your personal life is more important than the job? And she's like, yes, I do. She's like, well, congratulations, detective. <laughs> you need to know how to have your own life, too. That's very important. You can't just be a cop 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You need to make time for yourself. Because that's something Ellen Wolf taught her. That's right. See how everything's tied together? They should have so hooked up with each other. Who, uh, Ellen Wolf and LaGuardia? Yeah. You you just want to see five <laughs> minutes of uncut <laughs> joke. I just love me some of the work. <laughs> they're on set and they're like, do we really have to, you know, do this? It's <laughs> important to the plot. And they're like, get naked. <laughs> so um, she gets her shield and everybody's happy except Dexter because he's... <laughs> Found himself tied to a slab. Very familiar situation. <laughs> um, you know, basically, he's like, I've never been on this side before. <laughs> or, um, like in uh, 
Dark Knight Rises, when uh, Catwoman leaves from the rooftop, it's like, huh. So that's what that feels like. <laughs> so he he's like, I'm not afraid, you know. It's like we didn't know this moment was, wasn't, you know, wasn't going to come. It's, we've been expecting this. And he's, you know, having a conversation with Harry. And uh, he's like, you know, I forgive you. And then he's like, Harry's like, what do you want? And Dexter's like, I want to see Rita. I want to raise the baby. I want to be a father. I've never wanted anything so much in my life. <laughs> Deborah arrives at Anton's apartment, telling him that she was recused herself from the case and that she wants to be with them and they embrace and the phone rings and it's Vince telling her that he's learned that the tobacco in the car was uh, 12 years old and that the company has moved so uh, we go back to King and he's whistling <laughs> you know and Dexter uh, cuts him off unceremoniously and telling him that he killed Freebo and that he provides details of the murder and disposal. And Dexter says that they are alike, telling King that he must know there is no Freebo or money and that he is simply a killer. Dexter says Miguel used King to get back at him, at which, at, uh, which point King walks away to get his knives. So, so, now, that, so now he's like... Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, so now he's he's like, okay, well, shit, I'll just kill you for the fuck of it. You know, it's funny. I mean, honestly, I love the show, but I never understood why, you know, this guy was going on and on, trying, you know, skidding all these people just to get some money back. Right. It seemed, yeah, kind of silly. Yeah, a little, little weird. Yeah. But um, I, I, I love the part where um. You know, he just basically says, you know, how am I supposed to, you know, shake this guy up, you know, take away the control? And he's like, well, I'll just be honest. I killed Freebo. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah, I killed him. Um, this is how I did it. Um, his body was cut up into a bunch of pieces, you know, because I kill people too, you know. And it, we can start a club, guy, you know, have secret yeah. handshake and everything. <laughs> And he's like, oh, no, no, no. So, what could be better than Dexter, the serial killer that ties his people to a table, being tied to a table, almost about to die? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how about the only way to get out of it is... You had sex with him? Yes. Wait, <laughs> no. No. Basically, Dexter starts rocking the table back and forth, and I like to think in my mind that he's taking mental notes, like, make sure table is always attached to the ground. <laughs> you know, he, he's like anything, it's a, still a learning process, but it knocks the table over and it crushes his hand, but it gets him out of the ropes and they fight, and... uh <laughs> Guess who shows up? Deb. Deb. I mean, um, uh, 
Dexter breaks King's neck and then like tosses him in front of a speeding police car. <laughs> and yeah. then he jumps over the railing, you know, to get to his wedding as his sister pulls up. And uh That was ridiculous too. That was straight up ridiculous. Cop shows up and he's like, He's dead and Deb's like, Oh, I got a wedding to get to. That was that was asinine. I gotta say, that whole the way that that played out, I mean, it, it was ridiculous. <laughs> like, it didn't make, I mean, like, uh, I was like, I was sitting there watching it, like, huh? <laughs> yeah, but it was great. It, it was funny. I'll, I'll give you that. It was definitely funny. So but, Dexter, you know, goes to get married. He has the cast on his hand, you know, and he. You know, the whole time, they're like, what are your vows going to be? What are your vows going to be? And, uh, you know, Rita ties his tie, and he sees her in a wedding dress, and, you know, before they got married, and that's bad luck. More to, more on that later. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's 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 time for the big moment, Dexter's big moment. And he's he says that he wants to be the best husband and father he can be. And he's thinking to himself, this is like a a statement that he is making that is completely, completely honest. Mm -hmm. And we see images of the reception, and Dexter's very happy with his life as a husband and a father. And this is strictly for, um, you know, uh, hey, let's get this shot kind of purposes. But um, a tiny drop of blood falls from his cast and onto the back of Rita's dress. And he's like, you know, life is good. (laughs) And that is the end of season three. I didn't think it was going to happen. We did it. Oh, my God. Uh, Mission accomplished. uh, I mean, I feel like George Bush landing on the uh, aircraft carrier. And much like George Bush... After that mission accomplished was, uh, you know, celebrated, there's still five more years to go. (laughs) I feel like we should be thanking, we'd like to thank uh, the Academy (laughs) or something. Man. All right. What a ride. What a ride. What a ride. And, oh, my God, it only gets better going forward. Um, Well, that was season three. Four episodes. <laughs> I would love to say to you guys that uh, it's not going to take that long. It probably it's probably going to take that long because season four is fucking amazing. Uh, oh my goodness, is it? It's probably the consensus uh, best season. And and the the cool part is, um, it's not like the show dropped in quality after season four, right? But it kind of um, held steady. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing, considering the bar was already so high. Yes. So, um, anything you want to just wrap season three with a bow? I expect Jimmy Smith to be in season eight at some point. Yeah, <laughs> <His> ghost. <laughs> Actually, yes. I, you remember the season finale of Scrubs? I never watched Scrubs. <laughs> well, so, sorry, the first series finale of Scrubs. Okay. Um. You know, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, just watch Scrubs. That was such a great show. All right. 
Only if you like to laugh. Well, one thing I have to say is, you know, uh, Jimmy Smith's was amazing. Uh, you know, all the people that were in this uh, season, as far as uh, the, the actors, the, the recurring actors, as well as the guest people, were great. Uh, the uh, the actress, I love her, Valerie Cruz, who played Seal. She was good. Uh, the guy who played uh, Ramon was great. Uh, you know, I mean, it just really was a... Really, after season two, I was sitting there like, okay, where are they going from here? Because season two, for me, felt like something that should have been done near the end of the run. And the way that they just refocused and came out with that season three, you know, and, and the cool thing was you didn't really know what where it was going after the first, the premiere. You know what I mean? Right. I mean the way they did it was brilliant, and kudos to uh, to the people that worked on the, the work on the show. Just it was a great comeback from season two, which was great in season one, and um, you know just just great stuff. Um, now season four, I can't wait to talk about it. I'm gonna try to uh, to uh, acquire those episodes because I one is I want to see them again and I'm going to try to have some clips to play of you know trist you know stuff so that you know we can um listen to the clips and then talk about them uh from season season 4 but let's let's give a teaser real quick mhm okay season 4 you have a baby <laughs> you have uh trinity and you have an old flame returning. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and when I say old flame, this fucking flame is old as fuck. <laughs> the original Olympic flame. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, and fuck it. I'm going to just say it. John fucking Lithgow. Where you knew... Two or three episodes in that he had the Emmy. I mean, I mean, come on now. You knew it. Maybe after the second or third episode. Oh, he's getting the fucking Emmy for this. How it, could he not? It was. It was amazing. Oh man, John Lithgow is fantastic actor. Deserves, you know, all the uh, the praise that he gets and. And, and this uh, is coming off of Third Rock. I think that's the last people knew him from uh, before doing this. Right. You know, it's so funny, too, because I know him. He was a villain for the longest, and then he started doing, you know, he did Third Rock. So, you know, to me, he was always a villain-type character. Yeah, I, I remember him in uh, many things. Right. Harry and the Hendersons, remember that? Oh, no, that wasn't John. What's, what's yeah, that John? John Lithgow. Yeah, that's right. It's fucking John Lithgow. You know, he was, uh, you know, he... he Go he, home. We don't want you here. Go home. <laughs> so, yeah, I loved John Lithgow. Great actor. So, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, next Friday, we're going to get it rolling. Some season four action. So, uh, um... Before we go, mm -hmm. did you know John Lithgow has a freaking discography? I didn't know. What, he's a singer? He released two albums. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, discography. 
Uh, I prefer him in Santa Claus the movie as far as the acting goes. Anyway. Uh, you, um... Oh, my God. I'm looking at this. It's the sunny side of the street. And he's... A, it's a children's album. And then the other one is singing in the tub. For real, dude. Okay. <laughs> Oh wow! Oh wait, no, 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 yeah, He's yeah, yeah. Five-time Emmy Award winner. Yes, and I'm sure all of them are very much deserved. Uh, you know what? Let's quickly five-time Emmy Award winner. What? What other Emmys did he win? Oh, for I guess third one. But anyway, that, we'll say that for the next episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening on to Harry's Code. Excuse me. And don't forget to catch uh, myself and Kente every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, Spreaker.com slash user slash R-A-M-Z-E-E. That's Spreaker.com slash user slash Ramsey for just kicking it with Ramsey earlier that night. Uh, you can catch me on the Wingman Show where I give you all of... Hollywood's latest and greatest news, and I try to steer clear from rumors, but we talk about who's doing what in Hollywood, not who's doing who, followed immediately by a show that can only be described as Insanity on Wheels. It is the ladies' room, and my goodness, it is just crazy. I see. Thursday nights, you can catch Kente on, um, uh, what's that show called? It's, um, <laughs> Walking di- Talking Walkers. No, it's uh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, oh, you on Thursdays? Yeah, Thursdays. Grey's Anatomy. What, no? It's either Grey's Anatomy or the, the Indian Spotlight. Spotlight. That's yeah, there you go. You, have, you made me have to think about, wait, what's the name of the <laughs> fucking show I'm doing? Oh, yeah. In all seriousness, I love that show. Everybody should be listening to that show. Fuck yeah. And then, of course, Friday nights you have us. Monday nights... You could catch, um, what's his face? Um, mm. uh, you know the guy, um, and he's with that uh, girl, uh, or is it woman? I, I don't want to offend her, because she's, you know, that would be rude. On what night? Monday. Oh, that woman. Um, um, fuck. Uh, Bahia! There that's it, is. that's, that's, that's it, that's Bahia. it. Yes, yes, yes. And you talk about The Walking Dead. Talking Walkers, The Walking Dead podcast. Yay. That's right, and that is also a very good, uh, very good show. I just, uh, I think you stole the format from somebody I know. Ah, who's that? You. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. Tuesday nights. Uh, do we have anything to say about Tuesday nights? Uh, yes. In on on March twenty sixth, I will be debuting my brand new show and it's called The Playlist where we ask people to be the DJ by coming on our show and presenting 15 tracks of songs that mean a little something something to you we're going to play them and talk about them so it's in 11 days when that debuts who was your first guest me the beautiful and the talented Miosha Bean who hails from Jacksonville Florida actually she's a live action filmmaker I look forward to hearing that Yes, she's a beautiful girl and a sweetheart. So, great person. 
Don't forget to look up Harry's Code at Dexter Podcast on uh, Facebook, uh, and as well as uh, the Wingman. That's me, Wingman Josh, on Facebook. And I'm pretty sure you can find all of Kente's uh, other 50 shows on Facebook somewhere. <laughs> <clears throat> so, with all of that being said, and only 51 minutes over, I'm, don't get me wrong, I had a blast. We should just schedule it for two hours and be, you know, be like, okay, this is the way it's going to be. Actually, it is scheduled for two hours. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, with all that being said, I'm Josh. And I'm Kente. This was Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast, and I call cut. <laughs>